Hey, John. Hi, Dan. Is this the earliest that uh, we've ever spoken? You and I have we spoken earlier than eight in the morning. I don't think I we have. Don't, I don't think so. No, yeah. it's not. It would have been. Uh, it would have been something very strange if it had happened. I mean, that's something memorable. That's something people would still be talking about today. Well, I think. The thing is, it's not that early where you are. No, no, it? it's, it's well into my day here. Yeah, middle of the day. Whereas it's uh, the, the, the downside of living in Seattle is here. Here, here I am. It's eight in the morning, and I know that that doesn't seem early to a lot of people, and it really isn't. Let's be honest. But it's not when I'm typically up and puttering around. I was talking to a friend, and they were they had suggested that when I am waking up in the morning, some days. Mm. that there is a likelihood that you are just going to bed at that time. Oh, and I and I, I think if we were, if I was to wake up very early and you were to go to bed very late, that would certainly be true. It is absolutely true. I think we could probably, we could probably touch bases as you, yeah. as you join the world and I depart it. But you today you end your same. watch and I begin my watch. That's right. I hand you my, my little, uh, pike i guess with the codes with the bomb codes oh the bo- the codes that's what it is it's not a we're not guarding a castle with a with pikes we're passing briefcases yeah come codes. on we got the football you're gonna hand the football over mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it should have been yes ah but you sound good you sound alert and awake and yeah yeah sure sure i'm good at uh good at making sounds that communicate different different thoughts and feelings. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm making some of those sounds now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, let's see what I uh, I went down into my daughter's room and I said she was already awake, kind of singing and puttering along. And I said uh, I didn't actually I didn't say anything. I just kind of sat down on her bed and. She looked at me and she said, Simon says, wiggle your ears. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think that I, I don't know. I'm not sure that Simon's, Simon can say things like that. <laughs> Simon can say, you know, put your hand on your head, but like wiggle your ears. Yeah. That's, that's advanced. Yeah. No, that's a lot. And not so, everyone can do that. No, they can't. And I so feel like I, the rules of Simon Says, they have to be things that everybody present can do. Otherwise, it's it's too uh, exclusionary. Yeah, right. Like Simon Says, raise your sixth finger. It's like, <laughs> oh, sweetie, not everybody has a sixth finger. Right, right. That's just you. And I'm not honestly convinced that she can wiggle her ears either. She's just like, she was just baiting me. But that's how my day started. Well, I wanted to tell you about something uh, miraculous that you probably know about, hmm. but I've like I've known about this, but now I've really made it an important part of my life, and it hmm. sort of changed the whole thing. You can take vitamins in gummy form. Children's vitamins. No, adult vitamins, not children vitamins. I mean, I suppose a child could also eat them, but these are decidedly for adults. In fact, some of them, some of them even say, you know, like for men and have like uh, stuff that, you know, aging men like us need to have for men, for men. Hold on. Let me get the bottle. I can find it. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is right here. Okay. It's called a lot. It at alive with a big exclamation point after it alive <laughs> men's <terrible>. men's <laughs> gummy vitamins. That's terrible. This one is the, well, don't, don't knock it till you tried it. Orchard fruits and garden veggies are the flavors. And they have, I think it's like, you know, grape, orange, you know, that type of things. But these are gummy vitamins. These are, these are real. Yeah. And you can buy these. I got these just at the grocery store. And it has, listen to what this has, John. This is the premium formula. It says that. 15 vitamins and minerals, full B vitamin complex, made with pectin, no gelatin. I know that's something you're worried about, the hooves. 
I don't like the hooves. Delicious fruit flavors. I I don't care about the hooves. I don't either. And it says it has with choline and inositol. Oh, inositol. And it's gluten-free. And then I have another one here because I stocked up when I found this stuff because I want to eat the gummies. Vitamin D3 gummies. This one has 1,000 IUD3 for healthy bones, mood, and immune system function. And this one has a picture of a grape on the front or a little uh-huh. bunch of grapes or maybe they're raspberries. I can't tell. Those are good, though. And you need that during the winter because you don't get enough sunlight. Yeah. In, uh, especially in Seattle. So I want you to start with the D3 gummies. You're going to be able to eat gummies. You're going to sit there and you're going to have like a pile of gummies. And you're like, I have to eat these for my health. How do you not know about this? I was late to the game. And you're saying you don't need, I'm going to have one right now. Well, I don't. Um, mm, it's so good. The issue for me in taking vitamins is not that I want them to be more delicious. I do. I don't. I just take them in a handful and I swallow them with a glass of water. Yeah, I mean, that's very traditional of you, but there are other ways. Well, I know, but like my, when I, when I set about trying to find the the pills that I'm going to take, because you know, I I never took any pills and then I started taking that one pill and then I had to take a couple of other pills and then I was like, well, if I'm taking these pills, why not take a men's multivitamin and some D's and some magnesiums and all these other things. And then I, there were a couple of other pills, you know, then, then I started taking, uh, uh, NAD plus or was it? No, NAC. Which one was it? Whichever the one was that the dumb software billionaires, Ethereum or is that the currency? Elysium. Elysium. I started taking, I didn't want to take Elysium, but I did want to take, uh, the stuff, the stuff that's in that. Yeah. That de-ages you. Yeah, right. I wanted to take that. So I found out, you know, all of that Elysium stuff is just made by one manufacturer. Right. It's not, it's not even, even they realized it's expensive. They, it's not cheap. Right. But what I, what I decided my criteria was, was, um, uh, how can I get the most of what I'm looking for in the smallest pill? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to clean them up, but you do have to. You have to sort it and make it look good for. Okay, good. Are you, are you talking to me, John? No, I wasn't talking to you. Okay, John. I just. To be sure. I oh, thought my little, my little co-pilot wanted to know just how exactly clean she needed to make her room. Oh. Like, like, did she have to clean it all the way, or could she just clean it part way? Uh-huh. <laughs> That was the important thing that she needed to ask. Okay, and so I explained that she could, that she could leave the she could leave the dolls the way they were, but mm-hmm. they had to be clean and sorted. Now she's now she's peeking through the door, trying to figure out if she can hear me. But here she comes again. Just act cool. Act okay. Cool. Okay. Anyway. Uh-huh. In trying to get this Elysium, so I've done an, I've done an incredible amount of research to avoid just taking the the drug as offered by the um, by the software startup drug people. Um, because what happened was, uh, it, this is another millennium girlfriend story. Oh, okay, good. I love these. These are, this is what I tune, I tune in for these. <laughs> I don't know what the audience tunes in for. This is, this is why I'm here. Yeah. When I, when I met her, she was working at the, at the company medium. She was the, uh, she was the lawyer for medium. And, uh, and then she got a job. She got headhunted by Snapchat and she moved to Los Angeles to work for Snapchat and her boss at Snapchat was somebody that used to be some mucky muck at Rhapsody and they were definitely living a life down there like Southern California life where everybody you know like they're all worth hundreds of millions of dollars so they just don't the, the reality is skewed you know like the guy from Rhapsody's got some house in Northern, Northern California where Kanye 
Oh, nice. He loaned he loaned it to Kanye to go write some raps or something. <laughs> write some that, write some raps. He just wrote some write some raps and you know and the guys I'm he's a nice guy. I've met him a few times, but I'm sure that he's like, oh yeah, Kanye and I are super tight. And I'm like, I don't know if you and Kanye are tight, but you have a big house and Kanye gets to use it and. It's a weird world, you know. It's a it's a weird universe. But anyway, so she starts taking Elysium or mm. Basis. I'm sorry, Elysium is the company. Right. Basis, Basis is the stuff. Basis is the stuff. Right. And she's taking it because that because it's what they're all taking. Uh, this crowd. And it's do they um, take it like together? Is it like a like a coke party? And they're no. just all down in it. No, but you're but. But my sense was that that's not far off. It, there is something super culty about it. Yes, there is. And something um, when you go on the Elysium Health website, right? You know, they spend a lot of time explaining how and why the thing works. And um, but when you when you want to just get some, yeah, like, you want to just order some, yeah, give it to me. Um, then it becomes like, oh, uh, so I'm all the way down now at the bottom of the, at the bottom of the buy now page. So (laughs) I went to the buy now page and it was like, oh, here's like five pages long about why I should buy it. And I'm like, I don't want to should buy it. I just want it. Well, you can't just buy it. You have to get, you have to get either a, it's like, it's, it's like a cell phone plan, you know, like. You, you sign up for a year prepaid yeah, sure. or monthly prepaid or, you know, you get on a plan. Yeah. And that, and that, but that's how they, it's like a gym, right? Like, you know, it's, right. it's a hundred bucks a month or 50 bucks a month, whatever it costs, but you got to sign up for two years. Something like that. And can I you cancel you can, this? Could you get it off the Elysium plan ever? Well, that's what I wonder. But also this is the trick. So, so I went and I did all this research I was like, what is this really? And the, and the research is surprisingly and I, I haven't done a ton of research on on drugs like I did that I did this kind of research when I started taking that bipolar drug oh yeah and heard a lot of you know that was that was where I learned all these different stories you know horror stories even <laughs> but uh, but also that was kind of where I learned oh you know the fact that I have been kind of having a little bit in the immediate sort of couple of months after I started taking it regularly, I, I felt like I, I wasn't remembering everything I needed to remember. And there was a thread about that online and people suggested that I take a drug that would help, help, you know, mitigate the memory loss stuff of the other thing. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see that this, I mean, it's not coming from my doctor, right? It's just some crazy shit I'm reading on the internet. Right. But so I go and I start reading about NAD plus. Mm. Now wait, let me pause for a second. There were yeah. you ex- you were experiencing some kind of memory issues. Yeah, when like I how? Started, like what was going on? So you know, my memory has never been a, um, a, any kind of factor in my life, except that I have an ironclad one, and it's. I've found it to be super reliable and I remember small things and big things. You know, my memory was a, was a big part of who I was and, and how, how I learned, how I know things. Right. Um, it's just that I remember, I remember, I remember and make connections. And when I started taking Lamictal. Why do they come I, up with these names? I don't know. I definitely felt that there was something on me, some kind of little bit of fog. Mm. And, uh, but what happened was that I, I would be in conversation with somebody and they would say, uh, oh, well, you know, when we were talking to Brandy and I would say, when were we talking to Brandy? And they would say, like four days ago mm. and I would go, I have no recollection of talking to Brandy four days ago. And I was like, yeah, uh, we did. We talked to Brandy four days ago and that it didn't spook me because it was so crazy that I felt like 
this has got to be connected to something. This has got to be connected to the drug because uh, I've, the idea that I would have talked to Brandy four days ago and not remember it is insane. So I, I looked immediately into no, – normally I think I let – I let most things slide like, oh, my fingernail appears to be coming off. Well, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> but it, but in this case, like, no. Right. This no, no, this nothing. was too hitting too close to home, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. We would like to say thank you so much to Brooklinen for sponsoring this episode. I actually just put a fresh set of sheets on the bed last night, uh, and they are the Brooklinens. These are my favorite sheets. I'm not saying, listen. They can have me read their copy, but they can't tell me to say that they're my favorite sheets. They're my favorite sheets. That's coming from me, and they're awesome. Think about it. You spend a third of your life sleeping in your bed in your sheets, right? And now it's the holiday season. Why not upgrade your bedding or give a bedding upgrade to your friends, to your family, to your loved ones, because you want them to get good sleep. And if they get good sleep, when you hang out, they'll be happier. So you're doing yourself a favor. You're giving yourself a gift by helping them get better sleep. It's, I'm serious. Brooklyn and Sheets, these are a big deal in the world of Sheets. Basically, they, they wanted to get five-star hotel Sheets and give this to regular human beings, make this a way that regular people could afford. And that's what Brooklyn and is all about. They've won the best of online bedding category with good housekeeping. They've got over 30,000 five-star reviews, more than any other online bedding company. Half a million happy sleepers and counting. I love these. I, and listen, they don't just feel amazing, but they look great too. They've got over 20 colors and patterns that you can choose from. You can mix and match. And again, you're getting this right from the people who make them. There's no middleman. So you're paying a reasonable amount for really high quality sheets. But they've got towels. They've got robes. They've got uh, candles. They've got sleep masks. In other words, everything that you could ever want or need to have better night's sleep, they're in the business of making that. Their business is better sleep. Uh, So here's what you do. You go to brooklinen.com. It's B-R-O-O-K. Linen, L-I-N-E-N dot com. And uh, you can upgrade and you can sleep uh, better just like I'm sleeping better on these things. This is an offer just for our listeners, $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code ROADWORK at brooklinen.com. And they're so confident that you're going to like these sheets, the comforters, the towels. They come with a lifetime warranty. And like I said, the only way to get 20 bucks off and free shipping is to use the promo code ROADWORK at brooklinen.com. One last time, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N, brooklinen.com. Thanks very much to them for helping me sleep better. And also, I was, I was kind of reaching for words, which was absolutely not a thing I ever did. You know, trying to, trying to remember, what was the word for circumstance? Oh, God, you know, I, I figured out... A, Two hours later, I could just feel I wasn't, I wasn't functioning mm-hmm. at, at the, at my normal levels. So I did, you know, I said Lamictal and memory loss and Googled it and there were a lot of hits. Um, like here's the first thing I've been on Lamictal for four years. My loss of memory and inability to pull out words has gotten to the point where I'm not enjoying life. Wow. Holding a conversation that lasts a few sentences has become embarrassing. Um, I went and talked to the doctor and they're telling me that the meds had nothing to do with memory loss. Um, here's a, a person, I Googled Lamotrigine memory loss and came across this thread. I've been on it for almost 10 years. Um, I've noticed since two or three years ago, some short-term memory loss issues that have gotten worse recently. Forget appointments, birthdays, etc. And, um, and, it was all, it was all kind of scary to me because this drug, this amazing drug, Brian. um, had done so much for me. It had helped me so much. How could I possibly balance, um, the benefits of it against the prospect of losing my, what my one superpower, which was that I, that I had a good memory. Um, 
So I followed the thread and came to a place where someone, where a group of people were saying, well, here's something that helps with the memory loss associated with Lamictal, and that is NAC. NAC, absolutely, completely and 100% unrelated to NAD+, NAC is another drug, N-acetylcysteine, acetylcysteine, yeah, N-acetylcysteine, <laughs> is some kind of amino acid. Uh-huh. Uh, and like all these drugs, you're just like, I, I don't know, man, I'm taking what, I'm taking what you're telling me, uh, just on the strength of like some, some crazy connection that somebody made. No, again, no doctor has told me that N-acetylcysteine is, you know, in a memory enhancer or something that's, that is a bona fide, um, you know, like companion drug for Lamictal. It's just, it's just there. Somebody, some, some website suggested it. So I started taking it and, and it did, um, you know, like it regulates glutamate or something and it did help. Mm. Or at least I felt like it helped. I still do feel like my memory is not what it was or that it, that I have lost something but I feel like it's stable. There's a stable level of of reaching for words, and I think you can hear it in in how I talk now. There's mm. something different about the my lucidity. Um, but it feels manageable. And what I can't what I can't discern is is there a creeping loss that that I that I it is getting worse, but I. Because I'm inside it, I'm not noticing that I'm less and less articulate. Right. Um, and also, I don't know 10 years from now what I would do if, you know, like, it, is this, is it destructive? Is, that, is it a destructive loss? If I stopped taking Lamotrigine, would I have done damage by taking mm-hmm. it so that I would mm-hmm. never regain the ability to have that lucidity, even if I, you know. Like stopped I, forever. Yeah, if yeah. I came if I came to a point where I was like, look, I would rather be bipolar than not be able to remember anything or find words. Um, would it be too late? I don't know. I don't know any of these things. And maybe part of my desire to take NAD plus is to is to restore my. You know, it's like it's like the UFO dream of them coming down and just removing all the toxins from your body and returning you to a state of, of, uh, like er perfection. Yeah. But what I, what I figured out with NAD plus is that there's a lot of support for the ideas, uh, scientifically, chemically, there's a lot of controversy about how exactly the drug enters your bloodstream and how it, how it best works. Hmm. Some people are like, no, you have to, it's a topical thing. And some people feel like you need to inject it into your eyeballs. And some people feel like you need to put it, you know, like smear it on your mattresses and roll around in it. (laughs) uh, (laughs) But, but everybody agrees that at least as far as how NAD plus appears to work, you cannot, overdose on it and you can't maxo dose it either you can't just like it doesn't keep improving its effectiveness if you take oh okay so if you yeah so like if you like triple the amount that is recommended you don't get any additional benefit right your body peaks in its ability to to subsume this right okay and um and what everybody kind of seems to agree on is that 300 milligrams a day is that amount is like peak amount. But all of the companies that sell it, including the basis by Elysium, Mm -hmm. they sell it in 250 milligram doses. 
And most distributors, most most companies that sell this drug, to get your 250 milligram dose, you need to take two 125 milligram pills. So now you're essentially wasting that extra because it cannot be absorbed. No, you're taking two, oh, two 125 milligram pills a day to get your 250 milligram. Right. But if you want to get to 300, then you're taking too much. You're taking too much. Right. And these pills are not cheap. So I set about on a quest, a very frustrating quest, to get 300 milligrams of NAD plus in a single pill. I do not feel that this is impossible. I do not feel that it should even be improbable. You're just making a drug. We know what the, the optimum dosage, dosage is. Put that amount of the drug into a pill. It, it, even if it's a big pill. I take big, big pills. I take pills as big as elephant toes. <laughs> as, as big as elephant toes. Yeah. And these are not big pills. These are just little capsules, you know, and they're not even full of, of, of powder or whatever. You could fit more powder in the capsule, you're saying. You could. You could. I mean, I don't, I'm not a pill maker, but I know for a fact that you could make a 300 milligram pill of this stuff. I'm, I hope, just know I'm hoping I know where you're going with this. Well, I spent a long time on the internet looking for one pill that had this dose. And I swear to you, it is like, it feels like, Something they are doing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I know. They put pills on online and they say, you know, 250 milligrams of this drug, NAD plus. And then you have to really read closely to say, to, to realize that, 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 that it, they're two 125 milligram pills. They're not a 250 milligram pill. Like, I've actually ordered pills that I looked very carefully to make sure that they were the, you know, that they were one pill for 250 milligrams. And, um, because I settled on, I, I, I settled for 250, right? I just wanted one 250 pill. I realized I couldn't get 300 no matter where I, no matter where I looked. Right. Bless you. Bless you. Um, And I, I've actually ordered pills that were that when they arrived, I realized that it was a bait and switch. Really? Yeah. But I finally have I finally found it in the in the in the form of one pill, two hundred and fifty in one pill. And so when you talk about buying gummies, what you're what you're conjuring for me is an image of a slew of pill bottles lying all over tons and tons of these inefficient gummy. Uh, vitamin delivery devices, all these ground up horses hooves. <laughs> when what I really want is all my pills in one tiny pill. Yeah. I just want one of those astronaut dinners. That's like a <laughs> turkey dinner inside of a tiny pill. Sure. Like a Wonka pill. Yeah. You put it in you taste all the, you taste all the dinner, but, but you get to carry it in your, in your shirt pocket. And, uh, and I'm still trying, you know, I'm still trying to find like what I now I don't know is are the pills that I'm taking, do they, do they redouble one another? I mean, do they, are some of them, are they interacting with each other in weird ways that I don't know about? I mean, I suppose there's probably a website where you can put all of your drugs in, in a list and it will tell you if the, they're combining to make something else. Is that a website? Somebody should make that a website. It should be a website. Uh, well, how would you find that? Would it be drug combination interactions? Oh yeah. Let's see. Oh, well, there's a drug combinations chart. Yeah. Whoa. Right. Like, can you take this with that? What's going to happen to you if you do? Oh yeah. The first, the first hit is something called the psychedelic times. Mm-mm. I'm not sure I want to. I'm not trying to trust <laughs> they them. They might they might be trying to mix them. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. And and what? and like, well, I, can I get 
like and that's the that's the thing you got to watch out for is like i remember reading one thing to look for interactions between things they're like they're talking about oh you can add this and that. i'm like wait a minute they're going the wrong way they're trying to get like really really strange <laughs> combinations yeah. of stuff because they're like well i was taking this but it wasn't enough so i figured if i added this and this to it then i got really high like well that's that's not what i'm looking to do well i i i clicked on it on psychedelic times and i scrolled down to the about the author mm-hmm. uh, blurb mm. the article here is written by david wilder um david wilder is a writer covering topics like psychedelic spirituality technology and self-development any relation to gene he does not appear related to gene uh david has blonde dreads down below (laughs) his cigarette pack (laughs) and blonde like lane staley beard he's super smiling super like just chilled out bro he says, when not glued to his computer screen, he can be found reading science fiction, dancing mm. to live music, and trying to keep his plants in his garden alive. Lovely. And I'm like, this is the guy that I want to know whether my Lamictal interacts with my oh, yeah. NAD+. And he's, he's probably going to tell me. So, oh, wow. He's referring to us readers as psychonauts. Mm, I'm out. I think I can't go there either. No, I'm out. Um, but yeah, there's gotta be, I don't want, yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll look into that. I, maybe somebody listening to the show, um, I'm sure someone out there is going to be able to tell you positive. Yeah. 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 Let's hope, let's hope that there's a, there's a place you can input that data. Oh, but it's been a, it's been a real journey. Um, now that I'm a drug, uh, taker, right. Again, although a different style trying to figure out like what my what my optimal i do not want to take 40 pills you know it just doesn't seem right it doesn't seem good that's what that's what you've got to do i don't know i just don't want to see you get into the thing of of where it sounds like you've you've been intentionally trying to avoid this but where you say okay like i'm taking this drug that i've got to take but then it has this side effect so i'm taking this other one to counteract that side effect but then i've got to take another one to counteract the side effects of that one Right, and then if eventually you you are taking forty pills, but they're all just to cancel out the other thirty nine, each right. one. Right, I don't want that. I want to take as few things as possible, mm-hmm. and I want them each to do only a very discreet thing and not have other crazy side effects that people are still investigating. I don't want them like I was very grateful when I started taking the that they that everybody agreed do not drink grapefruit juice. Right. Because it was cut and dried, it was clear as can be. And I stopped taking I stopped eating grapefruits entirely. And it was it was also nice because they didn't say don't ever eat gravy again. Don't ever eat another cheeseburger, right? That would have been another kind of hard decision. But like grapefruit, I like grapefruit. Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a thing I needed to stop doing now, and I could, I could do it with confidence yes. that I wasn't going to sneak a grapefruit, right? And that if I were staying at a hotel that had a continental breakfast, which is often where you see grapefruit juice. You see, you see it on a continental breakfast buffet. Yeah. Um, I, I was confident that I wasn't going to slip up and have some grapefruit juice. What happens if you do it? Like, is it death, instant death? No, I think it just. Does it cancel out the effects of the Elise or whatever the other one? It stops the drug, stops it cold in its tracks. And honestly, that's not, I mean, that's not good, but it's not the worst thing that could happen. Well, I think that's what happens. Maybe something worse. I don't think your nose falls off, but, but you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to take the one with the other. Yeah. I've heard about that with the grapefruit. It seems to be, have like a negating effect for a lot of different drugs. Yeah. Which seems to me to be a strong indication that grapefruit is a magic 
potion and should be we should be investigating why it's so good at this and can we use this to do other things. The power of grapefruit to block drugs seems like it could be it could be like the licking a frog in the Amazon and it cures all disease. Yeah. Um, cause you don't think of grapefruit as promoting disease, but it's definitely in there. There's so much, I feel like you're really there. You're on to something here though, because like for me, I generally avoid everything citrus hmm. and it's, it's not because I don't love it. I absolutely love oranges. And I remember I, when maybe my second or third job out of school, I was working as a software developer slash consultant at a software consulting company. So they would basically you would, you would, they had like a literal warehouse with desks in it and you would sit in there and write code and then they would find a client and they would send you out and you'd work on site at the client for a few months or a few years, depending on what the project was. And periodically you'd kind of rotate back in to be in the warehouse again. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends, Bill, owned a ton of land. This was in central Florida. He owned a ton of land. And on his land, he had all these uh, orange trees, which a lot of people, I mean, I had orange trees in my backyard. It's not a big deal, but these were really good oranges that he had. And so periodically he would go and just collect a ton of the oranges and bring them into work in these huge, like glad trash bags. <laughs> and he'd say, were these you know, tasty. Were they, tasty? Yeah, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. They weren't like, the kind of navel oranges you get from like bloods in South Florida. I don't know if bloods is still there. Uh, but I, I loved that there was a place that made oranges called bloods. This made me very happy as a, as a kid, but they weren't that good, but they were good and they were free. And so I would eat these things out of the, you know, he'd bring them in and say, Hey, help yourselves. And so we'd all go and eat them. And I was eating them every day. And then I, I didn't connect the fact, but I was starting, I had had migraines now and again, yeah, but I was starting to get them like daily and I after a few days of this maybe almost a week I finally figured out maybe this is like a trigger for the migraines so I stopped eating the oranges and the migraines stopped really yeah not like they did you know like I would still get one occasionally but um, but at, at the time it was clear that the citrus was causing it and I, I even tested this by eating another orange in the morning and I got a migraine from it again. And I said, okay, well that's enough for me. And then um, later as the migraine sort of declined, I would occasionally have an orange and it would be okay. But then I would always get like uh, upset stomach from it. Like the acidity or whatever was just not, it wasn't. And I just figured I got to a point where I was like, I'm just incompatible with citrus stuff. I'm just not going to, I don't want to take the chance. I don't want to push my luck. So like I've had to, exclude the citrus thing for a long time which of course includes you know even i i extend it to lemons and limes but certainly grapefruit but it seems like grapefruit i don't you remember like i remember vividly my mom in the morning for breakfast would cut a grapefruit in half and then put like a like a packet of like sugar and then eventually when they're like well sugar's really bad you got to go something way healthier well we'll just put sweet and low and I, yeah. could, I could swear she would put like a packet of sweet and low on top of a grapefruit and just eat that. And that'd be like her breakfast mm. in the seventies. My mom. Went, has decided a long time ago that she had strange interactions with food that were causing her problems. Like the ones you're describing where, where she became convinced that, because of something she was eating, she was having some sorts of bodily problems, migraine or and a my, I mean a know, migraine is a real it's a re, it's a real thing. People sometimes if you haven't if you haven't had an actual migraine where you get the visual aura and then you get the the light sensitivity and the nausea and the full on headache where you are like shut down for two days. Like people will say, oh, I got a migraine. My head's really hurt. I took a Tylenol though. No, you have not had a migraine. Right. You, you have a headache, but this is like, this is like calling hot dogs and burgers on a grill barbecuing. It's not, it's, it's not a migraine. And if, if like, if your mom has gotten those, you, you've, you've bared witness to what it does to someone. It's not fun. Well, it's, uh, I'm, I was using migraine as a sort of, uh, 
bookmark malady yeah. because I don't want to discuss all my mother's maladies. <laughs> I know, sure. I know <laughs> Jesse Thorne suffers from true migraine, uh, like clusters. Yeah. It's always awful. Solutions awful. Well, and by the way, I, my producer who's, you know, eavesdropping on us has just sent me a message and says, uh, citrus, citrus can trigger migraines. There's something called tyramine. It's the amino acid in citrus that causes a migraine. It's believed that foods high in tyramine stimulate your body to produce the hormone norepinephrine norepinephrine. or whatever. So that's apparently this is a real thing. Please continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. My mother discovered a thing called FODMAP. Of course. Are you familiar with FODMAP? I mean, who's, who's not? Now, FODMAP sounds like a thing where you... No, I've never heard of this, but I'm looking it up and it, it this is a real thing. Yeah. There's FODMAP, a low, low FODMAP diet. Yeah. It sounds like a thing where you're, you would be mapping your FODs, uh-huh. uh, but it's an acronym and it me it refers to fermentable uh, oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. I see. Uh, which are which are the FODMAPs. Now, in our family, of course, because we have a tendency to do this anyway, we've struggled to not call it the food map. Yes. Because that's what it is. That's what you want it to be. And the people that came up with FODMAP should have just called it food map uh-huh. because that's what they're doing. They're food mapping. And the fact that they have an acronym that 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 is – Conveniently, like fermentable oligosaccharides and disaccharides and monosaccharides and polyols, they should have just done the great thing with with acronyms, which is add one extra O uh, and make it food map and not make us think about it anymore. But they don't. They call it FODMAP. Yeah. And what FODMAP is, and this was a thing I think that was developed in Australia. Mm. What they do is they put you on an extremely restricted diet because they're trying to figure out what it is that you're taking in that's causing you problems. If you have IBS or you have other kinds of, you know, uh, like disagreeable reactions to food and they, and they split up food into these different categories. So honey, apples, mangoes, pears, watermelons are in one category. Okay. Artichokes, garlic, leek, onion, barley, and wheat are in another. And then milk, ice cream, you know, yogurt, and then beans and lentils and chickpeas and apple <laughs> or mushrooms and plums and sorbitol, all this stuff, you know, they, they break it up. And so for, for years now, my mother has been pursuing this FODMAP insanity where she took, she took everything away and then she would have a piece of apple and she would wait. And for two days or whatever, she would think about this, like three bites of apple that she took. And if nothing bad happened, you know, she would take a second three bites of apple yes. and I'd be watching this from afar just going like I cannot imagine being this engaged in what I'm eating and I know a lot of people are I know a lot of people this is a, it's a way of a way of controlling their universe but she's gone you know to such great lengths to identify what foods are causing her to have you know to have discomfort. Meanwhile, I'm over here like pulling stuff out of my refrigerator, shaking it, smelling it and going, I'm sure it's fine. (laughs) And eating it in combination with, I mean, you know, I'm like one step above roadkill in terms of what I'm prepared to just eat and be fine with. I have a pretty strong constitution and so can eat food that's like questionable and I definitely feel like mm, maybe that with fish was a day old a day beyond old right but you know I'm fine I shake it off and you know meanwhile over here my mom is like 
like eating, taking micro doses of apple peel. <laughs> right. To figure out like what effect they have on her. Super radically different approaches to uh, just to living. <laughs> to, but but to, to be perceiving changes in oneself that small. Like I wish, honestly, I wish that Lamictal had done, I wish that the drug was contraindicated with something else big that I was actually trying to stop eating. Like I don't, I wasn't trying to stop eating grapefruit, but if I had started taking Lamictal and it was like, you look, this drug doesn't work if you ever eat spaghetti again. So you just can't eat spaghetti. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I would have felt this, I would have felt pain and suffering as a result of losing spaghetti, but I would have had a thing. I would have had a thing. Like I can't take spaghetti. I'm sorry. I have to take this other thing. But, but instead I eliminated grapefruit, which is, you know, simple. If I were my mom who could sit and, and like eliminate all foods except for borscht and then gradually, uh, gradually add in like, okay, now it's borscht with one grape. <laughs> we would like to say thank you so much to Simple Contacts. Simple Contacts is the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your favorite brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. So instead of going to the doctor year after year just to renew your prescription for something you wear daily, you can do it on your own time and on your own terms in just a few minutes. This is Vision Care for the 21st century. Here's how it works. When you're ready to renew your prescription, you take their five-minute Simple Contacts Vision Test. It's online. It gets reviewed by a licensed doctor, and then you receive a renewed prescription, and you reorder your contacts. All you need is your current contacts, an internet connection, and 10 feet of space. Because it's like one of those little uh, distance tests. And even if you're totally out of contacts, they've got an option for you too. They're, they're going to help you out. And uh, if you have like an, un, an unexpired prescription and you need more contacts, you just ran out, you just upload a photo of it or give them your doctor's info and order the lenses. That's it. They do all the hard work for you. They take care of everything. They're fast. They're reliable. They're convenient. I mean, think about it. Think of what you, you have to spend your time on. Now you've got to add, uh, oh, now I got to go to the thing and reorder the thing and take the thing and schedule it and go out there and drive out there and sit in the waiting room and wait all when you just need some new contacts. That's crazy. And their vision test is only 20 bucks. Compare that with an appointment with, with, without insurance can cost 200 bucks. I know. And their contact lens prices are unbeatable. Standard shipping is free. And best of all, like we've got a great promotion for you guys. And so here it is, $20 off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash roadwork. And you enter the code roadwork20 because it's $20 off. So it's roadwork20 when you're checking out. So simplecontacts.com slash roadwork, promo code is roadwork20. You will get $20 off your contacts. I'm supposed to remind you that uh, this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. But you know what? I feel like you knew that. You knew that already. So uh, go check them out, simplecontacts.com slash roadwork, roadwork20 promo code. Thanks very much to Simple Contacts for making the show possible. I haven't heard of FODMAP, the term, but I'm very familiar with elimination diets. There's one called the GAPS diet. Have you heard of the GAPS diet? Mm. Is it, you just listen to the GAP band? No, no, it, uh, it stands for something yeah. oh, also. It's, it's also an acronym. Yeah, it's... Um, Gastro... Uh, yeah, something like that. And, and uh, oh, here it is. Gut and oh. psychology syndrome nutritional protocol. Oh, gut and psychology. I mean, that's gaps right there. But you no, know, I've, I've known people who have done that and, and that can be very helpful. But basically, you go all the way down to just, just drinking like basic like chicken broth. And you yeah. start with just broth. And then you like... You do that for, I don't know, a week or two. And then it, it, there's a protocol for this. I just don't know it. And then, and it's like you were talking about with your mom, like then you like introduce like today you're going to have like a piece of an apple and just see what happens. And then after right. that, a week of that, then you can have now where you're going to have a piece of a, a banana or a try a piece of chicken and you eventually work your way up until everything's fine. And then you introduce something and you have a problem. You're like, okay, that's, that's one of the bad things. Can't have that. Right. I, that's exactly what she's doing. And the thing is, I, I just don't have that kind of, 
I don't have that kind of. Yeah, I would I think know. you'd be super into that. No, I, I do all I, the. You know, you've got you've got your systems for everything. You'd keep. It would be an excuse to like get a new like journal started. You could log everything in it. Very sign. Mm. Like you were logging the stocks when you were a kid. I just think this is right up your alley. It's not. It's it's a kind of. I know that there are people that really want to assert control in their lives. Yeah. And I am not somebody that really wants to do that. I want everything to just be just to just be fine and just let it roll. Mm-hmm. I don't really want <clears throat> to measure or monitor myself in that way. I don't mind organizing other things in the world. If you gave me 400 pencils and asked me 400 sharpened pencils and asked me to arrange them by length, I would happily start to work on that project immediately. And I think my daughter would join me and the two of us would sit at the table and sort pencils by length and we'd be delighted. Mm -hmm. But if you asked me to keep a journal of all of the food that I ate in a month, I would feel like it was such an, an incredible burden. I, I would, like, I, I feel the complete opposite of that. Like ask me to sort pencils. I'm like, you've got to be crazy. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'll log everything I eat. That kind of fun. Mm-mm. So I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what, I mean, definitely there was a calling for me when I watch, when I watch a pharmacist pull a bunch of pills out and use their little pharmacist wand to separate. Yeah. To count a hundred pills into yeah. a thing. Yeah. Oh, I just feel like, wow, what a fun job. Look at them just with their little wand counting pills. Ugh. I would do that on my own. I would do that. Right. If, if someone sent you some pills and a wand, and we're just get like, out of you your count, way. We count these things with a wand. <laughs> I'd be like, so much I will. <laughs> but if they wanted me then to write, you know, just to write down just even at a basic level, like if you asked me to write down, did I eat a meal today? I would feel like, oh, I don't know. I mean, why do you got to get all that about it? You know? Yeah. I Because l- lately, for the last year or so, I've maybe longer, I've been living in a world where I kind of forget to eat until about 5 p.m. And then I feel something weird and I'm like, oh, well, that's why I feel weird. I haven't had any food today. And then I eat a big meal and then I, w- I kind of wander around in a daze because I ate a large meal at at six o'clock at night and then I re- finally recover from that food haze at about 7 30 mm-hmm. and it's just like I know that this is a this is a weird system it's so different from all the other food eating systems that people have. Yeah. Those food eating systems that are like eat 15 small nibbles in a day. Mm-hmm. Like just have, you know, you're hungry. Just have a little, just have one piece of celery with peanut butter on it. Oh, are you hungry again? Grazing. Have one, have one little slice of cheese. Yeah. I don't like that. And I'm like, wow, can you imagine being that just having a, being that sorted? I mean, talk about sorting pills with a wand because you would have to have all that food at hand, you know, like single servings of things and it would have to all be prepared and you would have to kind of, I don't know, your taste would have to migrate, but also there would be no, I mean, I get so much pleasure at sitting in front of a giant mess of food. I, I, I know that it's going to injure me. I know that by the time I get to the end of the meal, I'm going to wish that I had, that I could get back to the start and be in this state of pure, like clean hunger rather than on the other side and be where I'm in a state of like borderline coma. I mean, the greatest pleasure is to stand there and look at the, you know, look at the trash can lid covered with steaks it reminds me of that scene. I'm sure you've probably talked about the movie Groundhog Day, one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh-huh. And there's that scene where, for people who don't know what Groundhog Day is, this is a movie starring Bill Murray in which he uh, wakes up and is forced, doomed, if you will, to repeat uh, the same day 
do you think, Dan, that there is someone listening to yes. this program yes. who's never seen yes. Groundhog Day? Yes. No, yes. Come on. Yes. No. Call to action to the, to the listeners. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. But I, I'm sure you should tweet John. Not me, because I know you're out there. Tweet John and tell them I haven't seen it. It's a fantastic movie, but there's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is because basically Bill Murray can do whatever he wants because he's going to wake up the same same exact way in the same place the next morning. Uh, He's sort of settling into his fate at this point. And he's sitting at a uh, diner and he's ordered literally everything on the menu, every pasty pastry. He's got piles of donuts and pancakes, waffles, milkshakes. I mean, everything that all of us would probably eat if there were literally never going to be any consequences to it. Right. And uh, and this is, it kind of reminds me of, of that, the way you're describing it. And he's drinking coffee directly out of the coffee pot. Uh, everything. It's great. This makes me think of that as you yep. as you describe that. Yeah, he uh, and and we've all been there, right? I know for a fact that I've eaten all the ice cream. <laughs> there is nothing new <laughs> in ice cream. Yeah, right. Nothing new for me to discover there. Right. There's not some fresh bowl of ice cream where it transports me to a to a new land. Mm. And yet I continue to slog my way through a thousand miles of ice cream because I just don't have the, I I do think of it as strength to, to quit ice cream. It all, I, as someone who has quit drugs and who struggled with drugs and then quit drugs, the strength that I feel like I lack when I, when I, when I face food it feels very akin and you would think that very akin to the strength that I, that I was able to access in order to quit drugs. And you, you want to believe that if you had the strength one place, that it was a transferable strength that I could just quit ice cream the way that I quit cocaine. One thing seems even harder to quit than the other. Right. Um, although with something like cocaine, it has the, it's, it's sort of like, don't take, uh, don't take grapefruit with your lamictal, like don't take cocaine with any, any form of a normal life, uh, because they don't, they don't work well together. Right. I'm kind of forced to make that decision. Whereas with ice cream, the, the, the consequences are, are just less obvious, but it, at least in my case what is transferable is not the power to quit the thing what's transferable seems to be the dependency upon the thing like what transferred was not you know was was that what i used to take was drugs and now i take food in the same way right as a as a medicament as a as a uh, comfort as a problem solver as right a, but it's not like you've become, you know, obese or something like that. No, but I don't. But my relationship with food is, and that this is the thing, I can't tell what, how much of this is just reflected in the fact that our society is obsessed with these things. And if it weren't, if I was just living in a, in a, in a state outside of society where food arrived and I just picked what, I, what my body wanted or I picked what I thought looked delicious – I wouldn't have any kind of neurosis about it. Right. But because our society is so neurotic about food, I am neurotic about neurotic about food just because I'm in proximity to everybody. And I'm like, I'm going to have another French dip sandwich. And, and everybody goes, oh. <clears throat> and I go, well, I guess it's bad that I want a French dip. And everybody says, yes, it's bad. You should, what you should be having is leek broth. And I go, oh, leek broth? Who wants leek broth? Yeah, Nobody really. wants leek broth. Oh, but you take leek broth because then you learn, you know, which ones of the FODMAPs are. And I'm like, but no, I just want a French dip. Can I get cheese on it? And honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. Will, will I be 95 years old and looking back at my life and going, all those French dips, it still got me to 95. I mean, I, 
it's already, I'm already past the point where I could have been a 45 year old that died of a heart attack. Right. But, but I, I do look at my eating habits. I look at my physical, my life in the physical world and think of it as unhealthy. I, I project it. I project unhealth, <laughs> dishealth, uh, on my choices. I walk into the kitchen and I'm like, well, I've got some leek broth in there, but in a moment of weakness, I bought a two pound bag of peanut M&Ms. And so <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to weigh if I just want a handful of something, should I just have a handful of leek broth? No, I'll take a handful of these peanut M&Ms. And then all the rest of the day, I'm like, well, geez, you know, today's kind of a shot. He already had a handful of peanut M&Ms. Might as well just eat 30 bacons. It's not a, it's not a healthy relationship to food. It's like, it's very much like I used to be with dope. If I, because I would, because that's, you know, they talk about slippery slope in drugs. And in my experience, Smoking marijuana does not turn you into a heroin junkie. Right. But if you're already on drugs, if you were like me, where you had already experimented with all the drugs and had access to them in varying quantities at varying times, Mm -hmm. right? Like I was never a rich drug taker. I can't imagine what that would be like. Where you have no limits and no one to tell you no. Yeah. You just got, you've got all the money in the world and you don't think of drugs as bad or you don't care. So that you could be sitting, I'm sure there's someone listening to this program right now that has in their house or on their person, pot and Coke and Oxy and maybe opium. And they've got psilocybin mushrooms in their refrigerator and they've got really good blotter acid somewhere on a shelf and they've got ecstasy and they've got, I don't know what, uh, what are some ketatine or whatever <laughs> they've got? I'm, I'm, I'm spacing on all of the different kinds of drugs. I've forgotten what they all are. Oh, good, good. But, I think but, that's a good thing. But, you know, they've got all these drugs. They've got them at the ready. They might even have, I always imagined that you could have like a leather, one of those tall leather wallets that people used to put in their suit, inside suit jacket, where you pull out this wallet and it was big enough for a checkbook. Uh-huh. But they would pull it out and have a zipper on it and they would unzip it and inside there would be like a substantial dose of any drug you could possibly want. And it would just be like their little magic book that they would kind of get themselves through the day. Like, oh, I took a couple too many of those downers. Time for a little shot of some upper. You know, here's some – take a little little hit of crank and then follow it up with a little hit of – Anyway, <laughs> if, if I'd had access to drugs like that, I can't imagine what life would be like. And w- what my life was like was, and I think this is true of most drug people, you only have some of the drugs some of the time. And it's like, oh, I really would love to get some of these drugs. So you go out on a search. First of all, you have to get the money together. And then you go on a search to find the guy who knows the guy who gets this kind of drug. Mm-hmm. And you're always in this kind of searching. I, I was never somebody that even just had pot around all the time because I didn't have any money. So when I needed, when I wanted to get high, which was every day, I had to start every day like, well, how am I going to get high today? Like I got to figure out some combination of of luck and skill and guile and cunning that's going to produce some marijuana by the end of the, by the, by late morning. But I knew people that just what they bought pot in like QPs. They would just go on like, Oh yeah, I need another quarter pound. And there'd be some huge bag of pot that they would just, just like graze from. Wow. Amazing. Amazing to me. Um, but, but the right, I would think that half half of the, I don't know, the challenge is the wrong word. But you would think that for somebody who's out there just trying to get high, like like a big part of it is just trying to find it or find money to get it or, or a way to get it or someone who has it. Right. But if you're in that sort of rich, rich per, you know, 
Hollywood producer type situation where you just sort of snap your fingers and whatever you want is kind of there. How would you get out of that? If you had, if you were hooked, you know, I don't know, man, like the, 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 the slipperiness of it for me was that if I started a day and I had something to do and I said, you know, you can't, you can't start drinking until you get this done or you can't start, you know, like today's going to be a, a day where you're clean and, and, and sharp. If I had a little something, a little bit of something at some point along the way, it always began the, the slide. There was no way that I could take a maintenance level amount of something to just keep me like burbling along. Mm-hmm. If I, if I got, if I took a little of anything, it, the, the primary effect was that it tripped a switch in me that said, fuck it, let's go. Mm. Like, fuck it, let's ride. Right. And so in order to spend a day straight, I needed to, there, there, you know, I couldn't just have a little of anything, not even like cold medicine, not even, not even a sip. And that is now totally echoed in the choices I make about food. If I'm, you know, uh, that was the thing about, about being gluten-free. I really loved the effect that it had on me. Mm -hmm. And I stopped even caring about the food. I didn't, you know, after a long time I was like, ah, spaghetti, who, who cares? It used to be a, it used to be a fixation yeah. and now I just don't even, I don't even care. But <clears throat> once I introduced the idea that I could have a little, just a little taste of something, just a little, just a cherry on top, just to, I don't know what, just to give myself a little, a little treat. Um, it was just inexorable. The fall. Um, I remember, just, I remember it was, I don't know when, how many years ago it was, but I remember when you told me that it was your birthday and I said, yeah. And you said, yeah. And I had some pizza. I said, oh, I thought you were a gluten free. You said, well, I was, I just had the pizza. I said, how do yeah. you feel? He said, I feel awful. Yeah. I said, well, are you going to have more? You said, yeah. 